Welcome to this podcast from the National Humanities Center. I'm Robert Newman, President and Director of the Center, and your host for this episode. Most people would agree that judging people based on generalizations related to their skin color or gender, religion, or nationality is wrong. Yet the practice is commonplace in all societies. So the question arises, is it ever okay to use stereotypes? And if so, when? Today we're talking to Erin Beagley, Assistant Professor of Philosophy at the University of Utah, who's working on questions such as these as a fellow at the National Humanities Center this year. So welcome, Erin. Thanks. So tell us about this project in terms of how you're dealing with prejudice and racial stereotypes and and how we conceptualize stereotyping and, and what's the matter with it? Yeah, so my book project has three questions sort of at its core. One is just what is stereotyping? I try to get uh, kind of to understand the phenomenon before proceeding to ask questions about what's wrong with it. So I think about stereotyping sort of on, you can think of it on an analogy with discrimination. So typically you think you discriminate against someone when you treat them differently because of their group membership, right? Because they're a woman um, or because they're a doctor or because they're black or because they're white. Okay. So stereotyping is the psychological analog of that, right? So it's uh, rather than interacting with people differently because of who they are, you treat them differently in cognition, right? When you're reasoning, so you you might believe that they're a certain way because they're a woman um, or because of race or ethnicity. You might expect that they're in a certain way or predict or judge them to be in a certain way. Um, it's a kind of a, a cognitive kind of discrimination. So how do we develop these stereotypes, and how do we prevent developing them if we assume they're wrong? Well, the starting point is that we're not sure whether they're wrong. And so uh, my project is sort of a traditional project in applied ethics in one sense, okay? It's a kind of explanatory project. So you take a phenomenon that people presume to be wrong, right, like stereotyping or lying, or murder, or terrorism, or slavery, and then you examine that presumption. Is it wrong? Is it only sometimes wrong? Is it never wrong? So I want to start out with a presumption. Uh, So I want to kind of examine theories that would suggest that have implications for whether it's always, sometimes, or never. And my view is that when you look at the reasons people object to stereotyping, you'll find that those reasons only apply in some cases. So for example, a prejudice-based explanation of why stereotyping is wrong. Not all cases, well, this is one of the interesting things, but not all cases of wrongful stereotyping will actually involve prejudice. What are examples where prejudice is not involved? Yeah, so it depends on how you understand prejudice, right? But if you think of prejudice as a kind of false belief that resists evidence, you can find examples of true beliefs that you hold on the basis of evidence that you use to judge people. For example, women are less reliable employees. Why might they be less reliable employees? Well, because women are tasked with caretaking responsibilities of children and also parents, right? So this could be a true stereotype that women are less reliable employees. And in fact, it could be based on good evidence because we look around and people are conforming to the stereotype. Okay, so the idea is this might not meet the criteria for counting as a prejudice, according to traditional definitions of prejudice, but still it would be wrong to stereotype people in certain contexts based on that generalization. So I want to ask you to give us some examples of when it's okay to stereotype Mm -hmm. 
But I also want to lead into that by sort of pulling from the summary of your project. And that is, I, I would think that the presumption of why stereotyping is considered wrong is that there's a sense that we have a moral duty to treat people as individuals. Mm -hmm. So is that correct? Well, this is a really complicated question. Um, there's a really absurdist way of interpreting that idea that like you can never ever use generalizations. In the literature on discrimination, I think theorists rightly say, well, we use generalizations all the time. If this were morally impermissible, that would be an absurdity. Right? So it's got to be that there's some times when we can use generalizations to judge people and to treat them differently and other times in which it's okay not to treat people as individuals. If you're thinking of treating people as individuals as kind of judging them not based on generalizations, like, well, we always, we always do that. So mm -hmm. it can't, that can't be the moral standard. Here's a theory of when stereotyping could be wrong. It's wrong when it entrenches oppressive social relationships. Okay, in that case, you can find an example of stereotyping that doesn't entrench oppressive social relationships. So you might think of stereotyping a skateboarder as like, not, not, not an outlaw, but like, you know, someone who doesn't care about social norms mm -hmm. um, and is uh, sort of dresses in a certain way. So that you expect your cousin, right, who you know, like who's a skateboarder to show up in like a certain kind of attire. If you would endorse this sort of oppression-based theory of wrongful stereotyping, you would say, well, this is not a case that involves impression, so it's, there's nothing wrong with it. One of the phrases that I pulled out of your, your project statement, I believe, is something that I wanted you to elaborate on a little bit further, where you are talking about in all cases in which we criticize stereotyping, you say there's some further wrong with which we're concerned. What does that look like? What is the further wrong? So you might be thinking of like the sort of distinction between intrinsic and extrinsic oh, yeah. wrongs. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that distinction is that stereotyping is intrinsically wrong if just the act of judging someone in itself without thinking about the effects uh, is wrong. And remember, stereotyping is a psychological thing. So a cause of stereotyping is can be discriminatory treatment. But that would be something that is extrinsic in a way. It's one of the effects of stereotyping. So the, the sort of extra harms or the extrinsic harms are the sort of downstream effects of stereotyping. So stereotyping might humiliate people. It might cause disadvantage. Uh, so these would all be effects of stereotyping. But if the act itself independently of those effects is wrong, then you could give some kind of account of what's wrong without appealing to the harm it does to others. Because sometimes there might not be any harm, right, if you don't express the stereotype. But if you had a theory that identified the wrong as sort of internal to the very act of stereotyping, you could say even in those cases where you don't express the stereotype and you don't use it to harm, you've still done something problematic. Would that fit into the category of the unified account or the non-unified account? So a, the a theory of wrongful stereotyping would be unified if you can find one feature, like prejudice, that explains all the bad cases or that it harms or that it's oppressive. So, some, so you could have a unified account that just appeals to the extrinsic stuff, like the harms, but you could also have a unified account that appeals to just the wrong of failing to treat people as individuals. So you're talking about your study is not only moving us into the realm of ethics, uh -huh. but you're also talking about the realm of epistemology. Yes. How do the two overlap? 
That is an incredibly complex and really interesting question. The book is going to be mostly about moral explanations of why stereotyping is wrong. So there'll often be an epistemic element to the moral wrongness. So all the prejudice-based theories incorporate some kind of problem with the stereotype itself or how we're using it, that it's false, that it's unjustified, that you use it in a way that's irrational. You root these sort of ways in which stereotypes are defective from the point of knowledge with these moral failings, like that you're dehumanizing other people. (laughs) And so you hold this false belief that's not rooted in evidence. So there's this sort of intertwining between the moral and the epistemic. That said, I think you have to start with the moral first because just because a belief is false doesn't mean that it's morally bad, right? I can believe that, you know, I've got milk in the fridge at home and that could be false um, because I don't know, maybe my daughter who's four took it out and like threw it in the garbage or spilled it or whatever. But um, there's not a moral failing at the heart of that belief, that false belief. But in the case of stereotyping, there will often be a moral failing. But then again, there are going to be cases where it's their true beliefs. And then the moral failing, you'll have to locate some other place. Based on the study that you're doing, the book that you're writing, how would you see that being applied to improve the social realm? Well, the main aim is to get people to be more reflective about their use of these kind of generalizations. As far as social policy, just I, I hope that people read this book and on a personal level just be able to engage in sort of critical reflection on their own practices. When it comes to um, kind of the legal realm, one thing that I try to argue is that we shouldn't think of stereotypes as false. And there's some empirical evidence that bears on this, but also if you look at the legal conversations around stereotypes and discrimination, you will always find the most conservative justices arguing that stereotypes have to be false or irrational. And this is because if you can prove that something is a stereotype and, for example, an employer has used it to treat someone worse, <laughs> then um, you can show, well, they've stereotyped, then they've, just, they've unlawfully discriminated. All right. So if you make it a stipulation that the stereotype has to be false, it means that true generalizations like women are less reliable will not count as stereotypes. Therefore, employers will not illegally discriminate if they use them. Because it will not be stereotyping. It's not a stereotype. It's only a stereotype if it's false. So that's really interesting because yeah. it's kind of counterintuitive in terms yes. of the stere- <laughs> yeah. entire, the way we stereotype conservative justices yeah. versus liberal justices, isn't it? Yeah. And so it, it's like on first glance, you would think, oh, well, it's like the most socially justice-minded thing you can do to say that stereotypes are right. false. But in legal discussions, um, you will see that this is not, not the case, that it's not the most socially justice because it sort of pairs back the scope of discrimination law if you limit stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Or at least it has, it has functioned in that way in some realms. Thank you, Erin. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. This is Robert Newman. Please join us again for our next podcast from the National Humanities Center. 